name? Say your your name. name. Oh, I'm my name. Hi. Oh, I'm Gil Gerard, and uh, I'm an outcast. Are you? Hi, my name is Gabriel. I'm a helicopter mechanic in the Marine Corps, and uh, I really dig Star Wars because that a uh, perfect mixture of science fiction and fantasy. And this is what he had to say about fan communities. I really like the uh, Fan Force and uh, TFN. Whenever I get some spare time, I like to get on there and meet new people and have conversation. I just bought a book called uh, Freehold by Michael Z. Williamson. I would have never heard about it if it hadn't been for the Star Wars fan community. Have you ever heard of fan films or fan audio? Yeah, whenever I get some spare time, I like to download a film or something like that. Uh, I really liked Super Console Wars. I like the mixing two genres together just to have a laugh and uh, kind of enjoy two things you like. Welcome to Requiem of the Outcast, coming to you live via your computer every month, bringing all the best in fan audio, web reviews, and all the tips and tricks for creating and promoting your projects. We're here to help you tell Hollywood, hey, nice try, but we'll take it from here. And welcome our Requiem of the Outcast players. Featuring Rich. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Producer. And fan, and the only responsible man in the room. Dun 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 dun! Janine. Dun dun! Geek Chick. You know it all. And costumer extraordinaire. Bum 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 bum! Our next co host is Ron. Banana! Loving husband and non Star Wars fan, but he tolerates his friends and family. <laughs> And finally, Will, Will the, the disembodied, disembodied voice. voice. He's a, a disembodied voice. Occasionally, he chimes in with witty comments. Bump, but no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are back for episode five point C. Uh, we, Dude, we, I'm so sick of recording this one. <laughs> we're going to be covering a lot of the same things that's been covered before. We've actually had quite a few technical problems, and so, unfortunately, uh, we've had to scrap all our two previous uh, versions of this episode. So. Yeah, because Rich recorded over the first one with his kids' opening presents. I mean, like, that's important or something. Well, it was only their memories. <laughs> I know, it was only their first one. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, it's all because we want to bring quality to the listener. Then why do we do no, the show? No, we don't. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong show. Wrong show. The show is crap. We'd like to turn you on to Chrono Rick. No, 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 no. 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 I know, I know, I know. What is it? Okay. No, it. no. <laughs> no, because that's indefinite no. Um, <laughs> no times infinity, Janine. But we want to say thank you to all the people out there that expressed their deepest sympathy with all of our technical problems and wished us to return quickly because they're fans, and that, that means a lot to us. So but you're you. not the reason why we're recording. We're in it for the money. Because no. we make so no. much. No no. No. no, no, no. We are getting into that convention for free. Oh, yeah. We don't have to pay for a convention because we're the press. That's right. That's Con Carolina is coming in. June. First weekend of June. Actually, June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. The same date as the uh, Harry Potter movie comes out. So ditch the Harry Potter movie and come to the convention. I won't be there because I'll be at the Harry Potter movie. <laughs> and, of course, this convention does cover quite a few of the uh, sci-fi fantasy oh, yes. uh, worlds. And so there's there probably will... a bunch of Harry Potter. Well, there may not actually be any there Harry will... Potter things because I'll be in line for the movie. Yeah, but there will be some actually Harry Potter, like Lemony Snicket uh, bo tables. There's going to be plenty of Star Trek there. Alan Dean Foster is going to be there for signings. And if any of you know who he is, 
he penned um, a lot of Star Wars books. Uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which is, of course, the Luke Wanton Leia book, which is kind of disgusting. It came out before Empire and Jedi and all that stuff. The Incestuous Adventures of Luke Skywalker. Anyway, he doesn't do signings very much because of his failing health or, like, his wife's failing health. So if you're a big fan of his, you need to be out there. He's written some Dinotopia books and some other just sci-fi genre books. So you should be there. Sounds great. And, hey, if you come, you get to hear us. Requiem of the Alchemist. Live broadcast. Yes. yes, we will be there. We will be recording uh, episodes, and we will also be recording a lot of interviews and content for future episodes. Exactly. So we'd like to see all five <laughs> of our fans out there. Please. Don't make us look stupid while we do the live broadcast. You know, I am so worried about that, that we will get there, and because it, it, there'll be 16 people in the room. We'll get hey, how's everybody doing? How many people are fans of Requiem of the Outcast? <laughs> yeah. All right. How many people there's, have there's, there's one guy in the back going, yeah? How many people? Have, Thanks, mom. <laughs> well, maybe we're just waiting for your the mom's smoke. a guy. <laughs> well, after the surgery, uh, oh, it was a horrible cheese grating accident. Uh, oh my god! And then, <laughs> and then after that, I'll be like, okay, how many people have heard of Requiem of the Outcast? Tumbleweed. <laughs> oh crap! How many people have heard of Star Wars? Hey. Oh, crap. Hear that. That's when you so, go, how did we get in the Star Trek corner of the convention? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is Stargate. You know Sorry about we need, that. We need big applause signs. Yeah. There you go. There we go. We applause. put them in front of Will yeah. the disembodied voice's head so nobody hey, sees his face. We're ranked number one amongst all people that say we're their favorite. That is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> we'll move on to the news. I'd like to thank the SixSiders.com, which is a sci-fi internet show, for this uh, little news bit. Apparently, the MPAA wants to give any movie that features a character smoking an immediate R rating. That's to, retarded. To, well, it's to keep kids from smoking, and it's, we know it's all about the kids. Um, it, it, how this yeah, because kids don't watch R-rated movies. Right. <laughs> Obviously, we know that the um, there was that wonderful uh, PSA from Obi-Wan in uh, Attack of the Clones about the death sticks. Um, you know, you don't want to do those, but, uh, you know, we can even look back at the, uh, original trilogy and see smoking was throughout it, um, throughout the entire movie. Dude, in, Java on his hookah pipe. That's very true. Also in, um, the, you know, in the original Star Wars, there's also somebody smoking in the cantina. We see Brew and Owen smoking. Pretty sure Java was Brew and Owen don't smoke? Their carcasses do. <laughs> 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 They're smoldering remains. How do you think they started Pretty sure Jabba was smoking something besides just tobacco. Though. He was smoking frogs. Because remember, he had that, that like water bong thing that oh, the frogs right. were in that that's the hookah right. came out of. So, there you go. <laughs> you know, he was seeing R2-D2. That's why he wanted him. He brought him into a bong. And, I'm sorry, smoking paraphernalia. So obviously, you know, none of us smoke here. Um, so Smoking uh, is dirty. But I still think that that's, uh, it's a stupid idea because sometimes that's used to actually... Per, you know, to show a character how either bad they are or whatever, it just adds so much character. So to anybody who a drinks person. alcohol, I think that that should make it automatically an R rating. Yeah, if they so go if on with this, anyone that has so any violence whatsoever should make it automatically an R. I, th I think that that's one of those times where the the MPA is going just a little bit too far, and oh. we don't want to live in a uh, communistic society. Oh, what about the movie Down with Love that just came out? Um, well, not just, but in the last year. You know, and it takes place during the early 60s, and it shows this scene where at the end of it, you and McGregor and Renee Zellweger are smoking. 
Actually, they're smoking throughout the movie. In fact, they're making fun of the fact that people smoked so profusely in the 60s. Should that automatically make the movie R-rated? It's a historical period piece. Exactly. To any, any period piece, for instance, in the 40s, any period piece you do about the 40s, uh, about World War II, that, that's a military piece, if it doesn't have any violence in it, if it's a, if it's a, a perfectly, you know, uh, perfectly straightforward piece other than that, and it has smoking. Are they going to get an R rating for that? I mean, let's right. Well, Cold Mountain would be a good example. Well, the military during during those times passed out. The military during the forties passed out cigarettes to people. Really? Yeah. yeah. I I mean, it was part of it was part of your your food rations. (coughs) So, are you going to show a piece that that shows the military and doesn't show that because it's not really true to the form? Prison films. Prison films because those never have R ratings. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the you know, the made for you know the 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 movie musical Oz. You don't remember that? That was a G. I mean, we're off to yeah. see the wizard, the yeah. wonderful wizard of Oz. <laughs> no, I think the yeah, people, I think whoever wrote that movie was smoking something. Like. The, the after school, the after school special, me and my bitch. <laughs> One take, Ron. No editing. That's the goal here. All right. I'll all right, uh, we'll move, we better move on to the news. Um, now, the, the final news bit here is, um, many of you have probably heard about this. A movie clip has uh, been leaked onto the Internet. It's a, it's a Target promotional video for the Episode 3 uh, toy line. Do I want to stay in here for this? Yeah, I'm not going to talk uh, about what was on it. But, okay. uh, but a Target promotional video for Episode 3 toy line, which was originally used to you know, just get everybody just geared up for it and ready to, to sell, yeah. apparently to point people in the direction of where they need to go to find the toys, uh, has, it's been inspiring fans everywhere because there is a lot of Episode 3 footage in this uh, little clip. Uh, you see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. You see some of the uh, actual fight scenes that are going to be used. And all i got to say is, <laughs> man, it's going to kick ass. That's yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my problem with that, though, is it's really a spoiler. And, and I mean, like, for instance, in, in, in that footage, you learn that, that, that Obi-Wan <laughs> and Anakin wind up on opposite sides. See? <laughs> See, you mean your dirty looks don't transfer over? <laughs> because we know you're spoiler free, but. Oh, I am spoiler free. Tell episode three. <laughs> we should get you a bumper sticker. Uh, yeah, I'm so spoiler free. Like, when we went into episode two, my husband, who doesn't care about Star Wars, knew more about what was going to happen in that movie than I did. Just from, like, watching the news and stuff. Yeah, it's true. I, I could care less about After episode one, I could have cared less about Star Wars. Well, apparently, hey, episode three at least was going to have one kick-ass fight scene. Yeah, episode two was good. I'm looking forward to episode three. But after episode one, I, I just was ready to sink the whole ship. <laughs> All right, and that's our news. Now we're going to move on to fan mail, which <clears throat> we've got a few letters. Of course, you can communicate to us via email at rich at starwarsfanworks.com or... <coughs> JKG underscore Vader at yahoo.com. Or, of course, you can post in the boards at galacticsenate.com. We have a Requiem of the Outcast uh, thread underneath the fan audio uh, forums. And we also have one at theforce.net. That's the best way to get up with us. Let us know how you feel about the show or anything you'd (coughs) like us to discuss. Our first one comes from Louie Baca. Uh, he says that, hey, he likes the show. Not as fanatic as Chrono Radio, but just as cool. I'd love to hear more Galaxies, because I'm an avid fan of Galaxies. I just wanted to say your show was great. I'd like to say thank you for that, and also we will be trying to put more information about Galaxies on the show. 
We just need to have somebody who uh, really likes galaxies and can record something. Hey, do you want to be our galaxies guy? Because as none of us uh, play it. So you can email us or post in our boards if you're interested in being our galaxies correspondent. We've got a letter from so Nathan should, Butler. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we have a background of, of, of like, like typing behind that? <laughs> Galaxies to correspond. Otherwise, they have like an intro music. It's like our infield correspondent. Ah. Otherwise known as nerds who need to get alive. <laughs> okay, but that's, <laughs> not, that's not going on the I show. Think there. Just well, well, hey, you know <laughs> we already had it busted anyway. Well, well, don't make we it more lost work. our candidate, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We've lost most of our fan base. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Who's more nerdy? The geeks who are putting out a Star Wars internet radio show? Or the geeks who follow them? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, Who's more nerdy? The nerd who puts out the... Oh, jeez. Not any nerd that puts out... We just finished the He's hailed as a you god. Can have, you're going to have to cut that whole... Just Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Let's move on. I know you wanted one take there, Rich, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, but that's really good for bloopers. Uh, we, <laughs> we've got another mail from Nathan Butler. It's really long, and it tells us all about the things that we messed up on on the last show, which we did, talking about Asajj Ventress and... and uh, you know, referring to canon and stuff like you that. Know what? We really anyway. don't care. Is that the Mighty Oak mail? Yes. Oh. I do have to say one thing that he did put no, on there. No, you can like, not say it. Not yes, I can. No, 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 it's going on. <laughs> it's going on. <laughs> Give me my notes. No. Why are you stealing my notes, lady? I can't. Give him the notes. No. Now read it. <laughs> um. Well, it was mentioned that uh, that uh, we mentioned uh, drug, the movie Drugs, made by Chad Peter in our interview with Chris <laughs> Hannell. Um, he asked if, Nathan Butler asked if there was any chance of getting some lictomanine, or whatever it was called, the drug that was in that movie, of Janine. He was a, he was a big fan of her sexy voice. As it says here, apparently, it gave him a mighty oak. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Edit! <laughs> As you can tell, our very modest co-host here. I hate you. <laughs> She's quite fond of that. So. And, of course, you will get to see all, a, a whole lot of Nathan and his mighty oak at the Con Carolinas, where he will be showing also. Nasty yeah. Butler has now become M.O. or Mo Butler. Mo Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Butler. Every time we see him, we're going to say, hey, what's up, Mo? Hey, Mo. <laughs> hey, Mo. <laughs> and we'll be right back after these commercials. In the fight for peace in the galaxy... One young man is about to discover the most powerful weapon of all, Star Wars Doubt's Cast, starring Richard Brooks and Adam Bertacci. Hunted, persecuted, wronged, blamed, misunderstood, and nearing extinction. Not the Jedi Order, the Dark Jedi. Sometimes, evil is justified. Star Wars Dreamscape. Starring Matthew Gordon and Michael Haskell. He can control their thoughts. He can ignite their fears. He can provoke their anger. But the truth behind their final act will be far more disturbing. Star Wars The Mob. Starring Nathan Butler. Hidden from his superiors. Kept silent by his subordinates. A narcotic in a pilot's bloodstream. One more injection. What could it hurt? Star Wars Addiction, starring Brian Bassetti. Smuggler, scoundrel, scum. Cal Sidarsis has been called worse. 
he's never questioned his lifestyle until now. Star Wars Responsibility, starring Matthew Gordon, Brian Bassetti, and Amy Farrell. Beyond the Veil of Sight, carried on waves of sound, the power of true storytelling and the grandeur of Star Wars. The audio experience continues. Star Wars Anthology, a new short audio drama series from Raiders Edge Audio. Now available, Dallas Cast, Dreamscape, The Mob, Addiction, and Responsibility, written, directed, and mixed by Nathan Butler. And in the coming months, all new original Star Wars tales by Sean Cooley, Gary Mongar, Christopher Walker, Ian Bowie, and more. Mixed by rising talent Steve Fugard. There is more to a story than I can. There is more to the galaxy far, far away than you have discovered. But you will. Close your eyes. Open your mind. The audio experience continues at StarWarsFanWorks.com. Oh, this thing hasn't been recording. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do that all over again. I hope you remember what you said. I'm not recording that again. <laughs> it's just going to cut right to the middle of the show. Hey, I bet you didn't know that there is a brand new fan audio that is available at StarWarsFanWorks.com. It is the Episode 3 audio spoof. I know that uh, we had a chance to listen to it a little while ago. I, I myself listened to it um, probably six, seven months ago. The, the audio itself is a, a whimsical romp through a possible story arc in Episode 3. It's, Where everyone walks on gravel. That. Apparently, Episode 3 takes place in Mississippi. Yes, lots and lots of gravel. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I personally, I, I thought that was one of Or on Tatooine. Not much good happens on Tatooine, I can say that. Um, I personally... <laughs> Um, in the in the words of Rise of Nobility's uh, Leela Atherley, who of course produced and uh, edited and, and did all the work on uh, the episode three audio spoof, she said in her own words, "The whole radio play reminds me of a low budget movie. I hope everyone gets a good laugh out of it." The running time is about a little over twelve minutes. Here's a clip. Please, Chancellor Palpatine, all of our hope lies within your ruling. Look, the door has been blasted open. Now, Senator Amidala, you shall die. Anakin. Mmm, yes. What a great tragedy you have. Yes, I'm very upset. Anakin! Anakin, please, this is senseless to fight. You'll die for all the pain you've caused me. Alusa, Alusa. You shall join the Federation or die. What did you guys think of it? I thought it was hilarious. This is how radio parody ought to be. People who are out there wanting to do radio parody should listen and take note and follow this example. Ditto. <laughs> Gabby Johnson is right. Um. And I'd like to thank him for that authentic piece of frontier gibberish. I'm just glad the children were here to hear that. <laughs> I loved it. I thought the voice work was, was phenomenal. I thought Padme was great. The and Obi -Wan. it was funny. And it was funny. And Obi-Wan was very good, too. The Neomodians, those guys crack me up. Uh, all in all, I'd have to say that this is really one of my favorite fan audio spoofs. Um, and later on, we'll be talking about the awards, the Star Wars uh, Fan Audio Awards. Unfortunately, this one was too old to be brought into the parody category, but I think that hands that down, this one would have won. Yeah, that is unfortunate. This one, I think, would have cleaned Decimated. House. Now it's time for a roundtable discussion.
Circus. Now this has come Colin. up quite a bit. Yes, he played Colm. Um, oh, you did that oh, good. Thank no, you. you did that I know, bad. I know. Horribly. You're so horribly. I try to do these impressions. <laughs> I try to do these impressions and they never work. No, they no. don't. No, they don't. No, you just look you like Eric Garner. You do Arnold. a good ca- caveman impression, though. I do do it. Oh, thank you. Thank it's probably you. the high forehead. I, 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 <laughs> this five is? <laughs> Sloping eyebrows. I do, a, I, I do a good <laughs> silent Bob impression. <laughs> Talking about Andy Serkis, does he deserve an Oscar? <coughs> now, this really ties into Star Wars because, of course, uh, you know, predominantly every moment of footage in all of the Star Wars movies are have some kind of digital manipulation. Now, obviously, <gasps> they uh, couldn't. Those are all digital. Jar Jar. Yeah. That wasn't he's a real re- creature. No, he's really not a Jamaican guy. Okay, <laughs> the Neimodians really aren't Chinese people in there either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wada wasn't a small flying Jewish man, okay? Uh, <laughs> Holy cow. I never knew! <laughs> Welcome um, to the Star Wars racist stereotype hour. <laughs> oh, all the midgets and Jawas and. <laughs> so those, the Ewoks aren't real Ewoks? <coughs> no, those, those, oddly enough, were. Oh, okay. <laughs> those were the three midgets. We gave a miracle grow. <laughs> They're chia midgets, all right? <laughs> and I have um, to say, I have a cousin back in Mississippi who could have been a Wookiee. <laughs> what of was her name again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't be so mean to his grandma, okay? Ella May. She's a sweet person. <laughs> it was Ella May. Is that why you never took me to meet your family, sweetie? Well, it's that and the, the sixth toe. I didn't know. Well, yeah. Excuse me, sir. Do you happen to have six toes on your right foot? <laughs> Someone is looking for you. <laughs> you know, he is a tortoise, but I don't think I miss what you think I miss. Anybody uh, want a peanut? <laughs> Stop rhyming! Dude, you just Richard Dreyfus. I know, it's my Wallace Shaw sounds like Richard Dreyfus. It is Richard Dreyfus. I'm Richard Dreyfus. I don't need this crap. I was in John. <laughs> Can digital characters or their sources earn awards? Yes. Like, well, I know with the. I Andy think Jar Jar definitely should. Oh, no. I, I think Jar Jar should be shot in the head. I think, yeah. No, I like your idea of putting him to all, on Alderaan permanent ambassador duty. Yes. Yes. I hope. Please, George, if you're listening. Which you you're know, not, but. We know you are. We see you post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that really George Lucas? What we really hope is that you you actually send, ha, just have Jar Jar go on a permanent ambassadorship to Alderaan, and just keep him there. You won't see the blood and guts and his destruction on film. And so we'll the little all kids, know. we'll all know. The fans will know, but the kids won't. So just just put him there. That'd be so great. Now with Andy Serkis, his uh, yes, they did use him a lot, but they also had to. They didn't actually use his performance. They still had to. Add to it if you if you have the extended uh, DVD of Two Towers. They talk about that on some of the behind the scenes stuff. Where yes, they took what he did, but they didn't take his actual performance. They had to 
excuse me, take his source data, you know, where his face was, but then they had to really exaggerate it. So, yes, it was based very much on his performance, but it wasn't exactly his performance. But this well, is the same guy who had to go take after take after take after take down a frozen river to pretend to catch a fish, and he did it over and over and over and over again. You know, and let's whether they used it completely or not, I mean, let's, he let's face it, every other every, Let's face it, every other major contributor to a film has has an award at the Academy War Awards now. I mean, there's an Academy Award for everything. There's probably an Academy Award for Best Caterer on set, you know? If there isn't, there darn well should be. There darn well should be, that's right. Now, so, so I, I, don't see why, I don't see why a guy like Andy Serkis, who, put, who did as, as great a job as he did, and who put as much as he did into it, and who was such a vital part of that film, shouldn't have the ability to, to, to receive an award. Well, I agree. I think that he should be eligible for something, even if it is a digital source award or it's something. It's not like it isn't just a stupid little plastic thing that they <coughs> give to him. He's going to set up there to look pretty anyway. Well, that's true. I mean, okay. and, and with what Janine said, I mean, for crying out loud, does that mean that about, you know, having to do take after take in an uncomfortable situation, does that mean that Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was originally in the Predator suit for the first movie because he kept passing out, they had to fire him, are you saying that he is worth... You know, he, his performance was worth getting an award. He's a big wuss. No. Well, no, but but I think what she was saying was that that somebody who well. does perform well in the way that Andy Serkis did perform well. I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. John Claude Van Damme didn't have to speak. Well, that's John. Plus, they fired him eventually. But yeah, I mean, all he was was a guy in a suit. And, you know, a bad actor in a suit at that. Now, now, now that's not coming down on the guys in a suit, because the guys in suits a lot of times have to act. Um, look at Peter Mayhew. Is he just a guy in a suit? I, you know, I, but but it's a different situation with Andy Serkis. I'm sorry, a guy who wears a suit and goes, you know, ah, or whatever oh, geez, it is that they Ron, do. Oh, jeez, Ron, you're going to alienate a lot of people. You should just quit while you're Well, ahead. no. We're I'm not talking I'm Harry Harryhausen here. I'm saying, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying a guy who stands in a suit and... Screams like a whatever it was he was screaming like it was a bear. You're talking about Dean. Bear. That was actually Dean. a bear. Yeah, exactly. Howard Dean. <laughs> a guy you didn't just... hear Howard Dean? Oh my gosh! <laughs> We're gonna take Texas oh. and then North Carolina oh. and then Pennsylvania and then the White House. Yeah! Oh, you, <laughs> you mean the guy that pulled off a wrestling promo? Exactly. <laughs> and you know what, next Bush, I'm going after your belt, man. Come on, brother. <laughs> and then he rolls his arm, sleeves up. I'm he didn't have an aneurysm. <laughs> and it was so funny watching him roll his sleeves up because it was like it was like this middle-aged chubby guy in a suit. So we're handing you, his Ron? jacket off. Well, yeah, of course I am. But still, I'm not on TV going, ah! So I want it to be known that I am not a Republican, but I'm not a Democrat either. So don't think that we're picking or poking sides here. We're just poking fun at silliness. Where I we're just being. thought I thought it was great. I mean, this guy really should get a get a job as a professional wrestler. If this whole, should, <laughs> but not as president. Not no. as president. Yeah. No. Come on, come on, Saddam. Oh yeah, we got you. But you want? There's somebody else out there. I'm going after you, buddy. Yeah. Come on, Bin Laden. I know you're out there, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Get some excitement! Yeah. <laughs> I had to keep you spinning here, the Nitro Girls. 
That'd be great. Just have a dancing troupe of half naked women behind him. Did you speaking of the president's chicks. From now on, from now on, there's not going to be any war. We're going to solve all problems by having the the just a wrestling ring. I think we should. I think we should pick pick champions from each country. But we have the president have a royal rumble between all the leaders of all the countries. We'd be picking like the biggest, fattest guy to try to throw him over the top rope, buddy. We'd have like Stone Cold Steve Austin as our president or something. You better vote for me, and that's the bottom line. Steve Austin would have like somebody like Margaret Thatcher bent over his knee, breaking her back. She'd kick his ass. She would. No, Tony Blair spinning back in office with kickboxing. You see them legs on the back of her. Who? Hillary Clinton. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't make wrestling trunks that fit over hooves, all right? She is the cloven devil. <laughs> wow. It's politics with the recreation. I'm going to vote for Wesley Clark. Go, General. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Bob Allen for president. Bob Allen. <laughs> I'm voting for Bob. For Bob, Bob Ayers, isn't it? Bob no, Ayers, that's right. Bob, Bob for president. You know what? Chinese people know Kung Fu. Hey, you know what? That's I'm going to take. Uh, I'm. I, I'm going to go with the three percent of the country that every year it's votes 2%. for. Two percent. Two percent. Two percent votes for uh, Mickey Mouse for president. Yep. Every presidential election, two percent of the com- the country votes for Mickey Mouse. Wouldn't that be nice if we could actually get him in there? Yeah. I'll vote for you, Rich. I'm running for. I'd like to announce my presidency, my candidate for presidency. For these United States. Rich, you're going down, because I'm going. I'm going to take North Carolina, and I'm going to take all the shows around here. Hey, well, you can't. you got to be, you got to have a human form to be able to do it. That's yeah, true. what you going to do? Mickey Mouse oh, doesn't have Oh, you can't see form. me. You can't see me. <laughs> Word life. Hey, oh, actually, last presidential election, it was so funny. There was an Admiral Akbar for president's site. Nice. And there was a Darth Vader for president's site. And the Darth Vader one was so Funny. I'd like you all to vote for me. This is not a trap. <laughs> was that supposed to be out of line? Supposed to be. <laughs> Boy, that, that, was, that is one of mine. <laughs> Seafood will be outlawed. <laughs> all red lobsters are just officially disbanded. And you know? I would vote for him in a heartbeat if seafood was outlawed. I will, Darth Vader's like, I will expand our space program. We will build a giant spaceship in the form of a spear. A spear or a sphere? Sphere. <laughs> I'm going to name well, the moon my Death Star. We're doing quotation marks. Hey, I think we should move on to the next topic since we've obviously <sighs> blown past this one. <sighs> what were we talking about again? I don't know. Andy Serkis getting an award. Yes. We'll be right back. 100 years before the Battle of Yavin. The last Sith War was 100 years ago, but it was 1,000 years long. I'm not sure the Jedi Order will ever recover. Two Jedi Masters are reunited. It's good to see you again, Canavigan. You two stay long. I really wish you'd stop mocking me like that. For a mission of galactic proportions. I am the Viceroy of the Trade Federation. My death will destabilize the economies of thousands of stars. The Bounty Hunters on the Loose. Why are you doing this? Because I was paid to. The Mandalorian Warrior of an Amsterdam. I hate Jedi. And we hate Mandalorian. 
the future of the Trade Federation hangs in the balance. A partnership for our fledgling Trade Federation? This is exactly the recognition we need at this stage. Experience a thrilling adventure from the twilight of the Jedi Order. Peace over anger, honor over hate, strength over fear. Peace over anger, honor over hate, strength over fear. Peace over... Star Wars, the Trade Federation. A full cast audio drama starring Adam Johnson and Steve Molman. Missiles. Now available from Sigma Phi Kappa Productions. Boys, boys, get to work. Sorry, sir. They don't really listen to me. StarWarsSpoofs.com is a website with humorous animated cartoons spoofing the Star Wars universe. So drop on by StarWarsSpoofs.com. See Darth Maul take on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn in a lightsaber duel on Naboo. Visit the beautiful and graceful clones on Kamino. And watch as an Ewok steals a speeder bike on Endor. www.StarWarsSpoofs.com The greatest spoofs in the galaxy. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I still don't like the idea of working for an Imperial officer, a former Imperial officer. There's no such thing as a former Imperial officer. The Empire's got better things to worry about than two down-on-their-luck smugglers. Just be thankful we've got a job. Two smugglers will be given a job. Contained on this data tape are the technical schematics to the Death Star. That could affect the future of the galaxy. I can assure you the Alliance will pay you generously for delivering this information. But when a lethal bounty hunter arrives, Dantorus, it will become a fight to survive. What the hell is Dantorus doing here? And a survivor will hold the future of the galaxy in his hand. No one is going anywhere. Star Wars. Smugglers run. The fate of the galaxy is now in your hands. Coming 2003. Alright, easy ways to make your movie look professional. Uh, we've got uh, some information from filmmaker Yav Potash. Uh, he explains how to use just some simple lighting and some audio techniques to really get a professional um, to get professional results for your fan film, and some of these would even uh, apply to your fan audio. Don't interrupt your fan film with a 13-minute monologue in the middle. Yes. If, Debate, that's, whatever that's your, you want to yes, call it. Yes, <laughs> uh, Digital Llama, really. Uh, that's one thing that Abe Paterka really, uh, you know, works on is, uh, you know, hey, don't have a debate in the middle of your uh, your fight scene because, let's face it, if you're stopping to talk, that means you're not paying attention. Um, our first one is avoid ugly backdrops and wasted space and in your shots. And ugly people. Yeah, you don't want, well, you can have ugly people. Just put a lot of makeup on them. And put them in ugly people <clears throat> roles. And put them in ugly people roles. Don't have them as your femme fatale because then everybody just wants her to die. Right. Um, especially if it's a guy. Don't do that. Uh, first of all, make your backdrop relevant. You want to make sure that whatever your subject is has things behind them that will no doubt be distracting. Have them at least relevant to whatever's going on. If you're filming, say, your son and or your daughter and they're on a soccer team, you know, you want to kind of have a, a good soccer backdrop. You know, have the goal back there, have some teammates back there practicing, something like that. Don't have the Swedish bikini team in the background dancing. Unless your camera, you could always your camera go may drift. Forest. Or actually, I'm sorry. Number two on this list is always have the Swedish bikini team in the background dancing. Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> Although that's still smart. Uh, that is very smart. If you want the most downloads for your movie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's uh, 
Turn off excess audio. Uh, the audio equivalent of an ugly background is noise that has nothing to do with what you're trying to record. Turn off radios, TVs, computers, fans, and air conditioners. Also, close doors and windows when you're shooting indoors. They let in too much background noise. And that's especially prevalent for all of the fan audio community. It's really easy to pick up background hums, um, pops, and whatnot just from... We have a space heater chairs. going on right now because it's butt-freaking-cold. Anything that's extra will actually be garbled in the end. So, Make a clear choice about what you're shooting. If you're getting a shot of your subject's boobs, I mean face, <laughs> upper body, or entire body... <laughs> <laughs> make a clear choice that the audience can recognize. So this is how to make a professional movie if you're shooting the Swedish bikini team. <laughs> when shooting conversations, follow the energy of the conversation. Don't focus on the boobs. Don't just pan from one person to another. Apparently I, have, I have eyes, you know. Do you know what color they are? <laughs> Apparently this film stars Pam Anderson. I guess we're talking about the perfect way to make barbed wire. <laughs> Have naked chick dancing around. Snoop Dogg is the producer up. of this show. <laughs> Yo, what up? <laughs> this is Jedi's Gone Wild. Yo, yo, You want to see here. my lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> it has two legs. Walk closer to your subject instead of zooming in. When your camera is zoomed out, it has a larger depth of field. This means it's easier for the camera to keep more objects in focus. Also, your audio quality is best when the mic is close to the person you're shooting. Beware the unstable shot. Unless bum, you're shooting, bum, bum. Unless you're shooting mm. war epic. True. But that can be added later in post. That's true. That's what they did for episode two. That whole scene was digital, and they added a shaky camera. Or you could just do like they do on Star Trek. And just <laughs> Run back and forth. Just have everybody <laughs> fall over to the you side. You know, this last Star Trek movie was the first time where they actually had the set shake. I haven't seen Nemesis yet. Yeah, so. it sucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it, though. I'm like actually married Troy and Riker off. Really? And it wasn't naked. What happened they to They didn't Worf? have a Betazoid wedding. Poor Worf. Worf, no. Worf hooked up with really cool Jadzia Dax, and then she died. Really? And then he hooked up with Ezri Dax, and what then you, she what died. Are you, what are you no, talking she didn't about? die. We <laughs> have a Trekkie in our midst. Ross the Trekkie. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I have no idea what you're talking about, and you're sitting here You taught me all this. I'm just quoting she's, you. She's breaking, yeah. she's breaking down the hey, Star Trek hey, universe. All right, we've just you're found out. made me go see Janine, we just found out. Janine is a Trekkie. <laughs> and Janine is senselessly being wrong. You made me go see Nemesis. <laughs> I got back from Seer School, and you made me go see Nemesis. You waited to see Nemesis All right, I'm gonna, I got back. I'm going to get back on subject, because the Trekkie's trying to pull me off. Um, Don't ever <laughs> call me a Trekkie. I'm not a Trekkie. Janine, denial's the first stage. Maybe you should seek therapy. Well, I already fired you once today. Oh, Do you want me to kick you out of the room, too? Oh, you can't kick me. I'm disembodied. Get out. Where's All the right. vacuum cleaner? <laughs> All right. All right, I won't ever call you a Trekkie. Stay on target. I said I would never call you Stay a Trekkie. Stay on target. Stay tight and low. Oh, okay. Stay tight and low. <laughs> if you think at that speed, you can pull out of time. <laughs> Insert fuzz base. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Back to back to the, back to the uh, subject here. Beware the unstable shot. If you want to zoom in for a close up, the camera needs to be very stable. Set the camera further away from the bed. <laughs> <laughs> or desk or bridge. <laughs> This is that kid's joke. Don't let the pizza guy bump into it. 
You smoking. said you wanted pepperoni, didn't you? <laughs> None of us are smoking, so this show is not rated up. <laughs> no, but we're going to make it up. <laughs> Otherwise, every subtle bump will be exaggerated into an earthquake for your audience. <laughs> so, my love building is that we want to put the camera closer to the object. Use a tripod or monopod. Again, remember, there's no way to zoom in your microphone, so audio quality from across the room may suffer. Because Unless we all know now. how important the dialogue is. <laughs> Practicing using manual exposure instead of automatic. <laughs> oh, this has gone the wrong way. <laughs> we, we, I don't write it. I just read it. We don't do drugs either. Jimmy automatic warps it into dirty sexual comments. Okay. Automatic exposure leads to shots that are too dark or too bright. Suppose you want to get a shot of a candle in the corner of your frame, and you want the rest of the shot to be a dark void. If you use automatic exposure settings, the camera will see the overall shot is too dark. It will automatically boost the picture gain to brighten the overall image, making the candle overexposed in the background greeny. To avoid this, use manual exposure settings so that you can get the intended contrast. You also need to use manual exposure manual exposure when shooting the dark subject on a bright background, such as someone sitting in front of a window. <coughs> and, of course, finally, don't use digital zoom. Professionals avoid the digital zoom option in most cameras. Digital zooming simply enlarges the picture and its pixels, grain, and noise. Use your camera menu to disable digital zoom. Your camera is also equipped with optical zoom, which gives you better results. And... If you are zooming in as you are moving closer towards your subject, it creates that really cool, what's called track zoom effect that's used in uh, in um, Fellowship of the Ring. When we first seen the Naz- when we first see the Nazgul, it's used in a lot of movies. Oh my gosh, I saw this thing on E today where they were they were talking about one of the guys was saying, you know, Oscar nominees, and they talked about Return of the King, and they said, now, you know, those fans out there, and they cut to all these, you know, geeks in costumes, so they probably have me in the picture somewhere. And they're like, you know, I think that they've been very, very patient through the first two films, but if the Oscar, you know, if the Academy doesn't give, you know, Best Picture to Return of the King, you know, those L.A. riots are going to look tame compared to what's going to happen. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. peace. Looting! What are we going to do, like, knock over every, like, hobby shop and gaming store? Uh, <laughs> much worse. We want more twin shaggy guy! <laughs> I just love using that voice. Uh, right. You could you drive this nerd voice? That's what it is. All right, our free download for the month is a game this time. It's not a utility or anything. It's an actual, it's a free game <clears throat> uh, that Bruno R. Marcus made. Uh, you can go to his website to get a copy of it, uh, com. <clears throat> it is the Battle of Endor. <clears throat> you can also find it at yeah, uh, the Yeah, because we all want that game. Woo, no, it actually, I love the little Ewoks. No, no, no. They're my favorite. It's, it's not actually Do you uh, get to kill Ewoks? No, you, no, sadly you don't. What no. you're basically doing is you're flying in an X-Wing. Oh, that's cool. You're flying it Just like um, the original game X-Wing, you're flying in X-Wing. In the battle of uh, the battle for Endor. Well, this game—it's uh, the second version of it. He's had quite a few uh, changes and fixes as he's gone uh, through with working on it. Um, it requires DirectX 8.1 or higher, which chances are most folks have. Uh, you require about a 1.4 gigahertz or higher processor, which again most folks have. A 3D graphics card and Windows 98 ME 2000 or XP. 
The download itself is about 16.3 megs, and you can find it at theforce.net slash games slash apps, A-P-P-S, slash B-O-N-D-O-R. And now it's time for the question of the month. Here's Ron. And thank you, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) The question of the month, Jeremy Bullock was in which James Bond films? You can get a hold of us. You can email us at jkg underscore vader at yahoo.com or rich at starwarsfanworks.com or conveniently at our boards at Galactic Senate or TFN. And you can win handsome prizes. Do do we have any handsome prizes? Well, we've got pictures of us. Oh, wow. Those are handsome prizes. Well, you. All right, I read the last New Jedi Order book, which was written by James Lucino. Um, It's really great. If you get the hardback version, it comes with a bonus CD-ROM, which has on it the entire um, e-book format of the first book of the New Jedi Order series, uh, written by, I don't remember his name. Uh, Salvatore, R.A. Salvatore. Thank you. He also wrote Attack of the Clones. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, Mostly it was really good. It wrapped up everything quite nicely. It establishes Jason as, like, pretty much the most powerful Jedi out there in the living force, whereas Luke, you know, is a powerful Jedi in the... Disembodied voice force? Dead force? No, do the disembodied voice No, you know, Jason is more in tune with the living force as far as... I don't even know how to talk about it, but... um, Yeah, it's a good book. Uh, I read it, like, two, three months ago or like two months ago when I first tried to review it back in December, so uh, I really don't remember much about it, but uh, if you have any Expanded Universe questions, feel free to email me. If you have any costuming questions, email me, and I will get you the answers uh, or point you in the right direction. As a matter of fact, at Con Carolinas, we'll be able to see you on the costuming panel, is that correct? Yes, you will, and I will be wearing my costumes. I'll change a couple times throughout the day, as well, hopefully you guys be wearing your well, costumes. we're not going to be wearing your costumes. We'll, oh, we'll sure. probably have something a little bit more manly. Yes. I hope. I'm yeah, going to Gandhi. Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have All to right. shave. <laughs> we're moving on to fanfic now, keeping in tune with literature. Uh, we've got releases. Now, of course, this covers uh, December and January, um, what, we've, what has been released up to this date. We've got A Fit Worse Than Death and To Walk the Sky by Rito Jod. We've got The Lurker in the Depths by Boondock St. M. Is that like Jack the Ripper or something? <laughs> Lurker in the Depths. I don't know. Could be a, I don't know. Yeah. Lady Moonium by Eunuch Skywalker. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's Eunuch or not. <laughs> if it isn't, I'm sorry. Um, Lady Mooningham? No. <laughs> Moonium. Oh. Moonium by the Eunuch. Not Mooningham by I the Eunuch. all these no. always no. sound um, wrong. Dude, you can't read titles. We have Gordon. <laughs> Last one. Uh, lady lady mooning somebody. Okay. <laughs> by Anunika Skywalk, Warring Things by Jane Jin. That's a, perf- a name that we've heard quite a few times. Yep. A Perfect Moment by Leia Berry. Okay, now what I want you to know. <laughs> Naberry is supposedly <laughs> the actual. Had <laughs> Berry. That was her. That's, that's her last name. She's that's her one. last name. She, she that's, that's it. Out, both of you out. Out, 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 out. And then HTTP backslash backslash www.starwarsfanfix. That's with an X. 
tk backslash looking for fanfic fan audio fan film writers to expand on the core idea. You should try the It deals notes. with the romance between Baru and Owen. I think it has a lot of potential, but it also needs a lot of work. If you are interested, email him at kentmail at lycos.com. Starwarsfanfics.com. Uh, Kent's uh, storyline is actually very good. It just needs quite a bit of flushing out. Um, <clears throat> so if you are into fan film or would like to see a story like this actually go forth, then you can go to Star Wars Fanfix with an X dot TK. And in convention news, we've got Star Wars Day 8 coming up. It's going to be in Devon in the United Kingdom on March 7th. We've got, uh, for guests, there's David Prowse, Warwick Davies, Michael Sheard, and Mike Edmonds. For more information, go to www.exewing.btinternet.co.uk. In Pasadena, California, on March 26th through the 28th is Grand Slam Sci-Fi Summit 12. Uh, appearing there will be Jeremy Bullock, Kenny Baker, Rusty Juff, Ken Colley, and Peter Mayhew. JediCon 2004... I don't have a date for when that is, but that's coming up this year. I would hope um, so. <laughs> otherwise, they misnamed it. <laughs> yeah. For more information, you can go to www.jedi-con.de. Um, it's in Dusseldorf, Germany. Appearing will be Amy Allen, who played Ayla Secura. We have Aaron Alston, who is an author. Yay! Uh, X-Wing series Red Squadron. Jay Lagahagia, who played Captain Typho. Rick McCollum, who made a wonderful little fan film that's a lot like the originals. Uh, Steve Sansweet from Lucasfilm. And Billy D. Williams, who played Lando Calrissian and star of many Colt 45 commercials. Um, we, we have just watched Funked, which is available www.kanefilms.com. That's canefilms.com. Um, and download uh, Funked, Jedi style. What it basically is, it is a takeoff of MTV's Punked, starring the new Keanu Reeves, Aston Kutcher. And um, he he has Boba Fett. And it's all <laughs> I just got your joke. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. It's a while for me to process. It's, um, it's basically a computer-generated film, uh, just a few minutes long. And it features Boba Fett, as again, as the Ashton Kutcher uh, fellow. And he is punking uh, Darth Vader. It's actually, I thought it was pretty good. As per uh, animated fan films go, um, the movements were very fluid. Still suffers from the sluggish movements that all um, amateur animation suffers from. Um, that's just a, a, a natural thing. I've done so myself. It's, it, it's tough to exactly mimic movement. However, the, the cape flowing, the colors, the everything. I, I thought it was really good. I think it's one of the best animated films I've seen. Yeah, online. I thought the CG was really good. really liked it. Um, you know, I, did, I thought it was funny. It wasn't, like, the kind of funny that leaves you rolling on the ground, but overall a really good uh, animated film. I actually, um, I thought it was very, very funny, um, mostly because, you know, it had a visual concept to it and wasn't just, you know, audio parody. That's true. And overall, it was, it was a really good. I it was a great concept. I mean, it was, like, 30 seconds in before I said, wait a second, is this animated? So it actually, you know, it's just all helmets and stuff. There's no faces. Yes, and that's also a wise thing to do. You know, if you have trouble with one of the toughest things uh, with animation, which is uh, mimicking mouth movements, then just pick people with helmets. There you go. Upcoming and current releases. FanWorks Audio Tour is available. If you are new to StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home for Star Wars Internet Audio, uh, if you're new to the site, uh, new to the genre, um, there is a audio file that Nathan Butler has prepared 
that will basically show you around. They'll tell you what all of the features are. I think it's, it's a really handy tool if you've never been there before. We've got some information on the updates for the Logan Chronicles, the Lost Patrol. Uh, Michael, and this news is from StarWarsFanWorks.com. Michael Sheridan, creator of the Logan Chronicles, has informed the FanWorks audience on the message boards that his multi-episode audio drama series is still in production, with slight delays. As one might remember, the project had been scheduled for release in December, but life and, uh, and work have to take precedence to play, which we have to admit fan audio is as much as we'd love to be paid for it if it were legal. At present, according to Michael, the project's mix is about half done, and he hopes that it will be ready for release by the end of this month, being January. Um, here's hoping that later on this month we get to actually listen to it, because I tell you, I'm really looking forward to this. And that, of course, was the Logan Chronicles. Um, Smuggler's Run is another audio that was um, slated for release in December, but unfortunately due to other delays, uh, same as Logan Chronicles, um, it should be coming out soon. That's the only information we have on that. Uh, Chrono Radio's interview edition, um, number 15, Kevin J. Anderson, that's released. Anthology number 7, No Way Out, is out. Uh, Digital Llama Radio, Digital Llama Radio 2.0, and Digital Llama Player's Guide, uh, they're all available at StarWarsFanWorks.com. As a staff member, I'm very happy to have those files. If you want to hear some some really funny audio shows, those are really good. I really suggest you check those out. Um, Chrono Radio 13, Fairy Tale No More, will be released on the same day as this, February 1st. Star Wars On Direct number 10 uh, was recorded on the 1st of February, so it should be in archive available soon. Uh, Star Wars On Direct number 11 will broadcast live on the 15th of February. Star Wars On Direct number 12 will be on the 29th of February. And number 14 will be broadcast live on the uh, 28th of March. And, of course, um, you can listen to those at swendirect.com. Uh, Chrono Radio 14, Two Men Enter, will uh, be out, will be released on the 1st of April. And Anthology um, number 6 to Overcome will be released in 2004. And the Second Strike Sourcebook will also be available in 2004. There is a new audio drama coming out that's Star Wars. It's, the, of course, the next in the uh, Anthology series. It is number 8, I believe, in the Anthology series. And it is brought to us by Eagle Eye Productions. Eaglet Productions, the team behind the upcoming real-life audio drama Superhero. It's going to be mixing its very first Star Wars audio project, which is 10 minutes long. Um, it's, of course, is a part of Nathan Butler's anthology series. As of yet, it does not fit into the established butler universe, as in incorporated characters or situations that have been in anthology projects before. However, it may before all is said and done. A Gregory Harbin will be the vaunted third mixer of the anthology series, joining such greats as Nathan Butler from Second Strike and Chrono Radio, and Steve Fluharty from No Way Out. Uh, Star Wars Kids, its working title, will be the eighth installment in the anthology series, that it deals with the Coruscant Underground. And our final bit for the evening, <clears throat> uh, Star Wars FanWorks is holding its first annual Fan Audio Awards. Aside from a set of Founders Awards given out by FanWorks founder Nathan Butler uh, to pre-2003 projects, that helped kind of kickstart the genre. Um, there are two sets of awards being presented for projects released between January 1st and December 30. Uh, excuse me, December 31st of 2003. Uh, the Fan Audio Academy Awards have been decided by a group of seven Fan Audio community members with no active involvement in any of the 2003 Fan Audio productions. Uh, they deliberated in January and have made their decisions already. 
Uh, the People's Choice Awards, however, and this is where you come into play, folks, begin January 30th and run through February 15th. That's right, only two weeks to cast your votes. They will be voted on by you, the fans, via polls set up at galacticsenate.com's FanWorks message board. So, I suggest you go to galacticsenate.com, vote for your favorites, all kinds of different uh, categories, and uh, vote early and vote often. And we're going to read off a quick list of everybody that has been nominated for one thing or another. All right, we have Billy Keith Evans, Look, if you want to find out who's nominated for what, please go to galacticsenate.com. Vote for us! Vote for us! Vote for us! Yes, we're shameless promotion monkeys. Vote for us, vote for us. Um, And again, of course... Don't vote for other certain shows. That's right, because they're not us. So go, go there, vote, and everybody have a wonderful month. You'll catch us again next month. If we feel like it. If we feel, no. Hopefully there won't be any technical difficulties. And for all of you out there that wished us uh, best on our, on our problems, we, we thank you. So, to everybody, have a wonderful month. Bye. Bye. The real reason for anyone, anyone, to make a fan film, in my opinion, man, just have fun. My film isn't going to change the world. I understand that. But I learned a lot. And I had a lot of laughs because I made it with my friends. And if you're not having fun, why are you making this fan film in the first place? Who cares if your film's not perfect? Who cares what other viewers or some stupid short-sighted radio critic says on some flashy website? Sometimes you just got to step back and say, hey, it's only a movie. Always.